Welcome everyone to episode 27 of Casting the Net with Father Dave and Rick. This episode kicks off the series on Advent. And as we all know, the new year has now started with Advent and Matthew's Gospel. So the guys talk a lot about the virtue of hope and this being the Christmas season and gift buying and gift giving and all of those great things. They remind us that we should get excited about Advent as much as we do about Black Friday. So just something to keep in mind. Uh, there and toward the end of the episode, Rick reminds us that the things that we as adults think might be a little hokey or rudimentary are not that way for kids. So a great reminder as we head full force into the Christmas and Advent season. Hope you enjoy episode 27, Casting the Net. Hi, I'm Father Dave Nuss, together with Father of Four, Rick Lingva. Welcome to Casting the Net. We are in search catching the faith hey friends father dave here and thanks for joining us we're casting the net and i'm here with my co-host and uh brother in christ rick and we are taping an episode the first week of Mm. advent Mm. how um how's it going with advent what is that? Well, <laughs> I was gonna say, when you asked me how's it going, I was gonna say I'm grieving for my uh, my my family members and friends who are Ohio State fans. But oh, uh, I'm not touching that with a dead foot <laughs> bowl. No way. Hey, the Badgers got Luke Fickle. That's that's a that's a nice hire. Ohio I State, was, Ohio State tree. That's right. That's that's a really nice hire. Uh, they're gonna lock up that Western Division. Yeah, yeah. four and four is good enough. That, that's, that'll get you in Indianapolis. <laughs> that's right. So the the church, I, I think many people know this. The church organizes the year a little bit differently than yeah. the secular calendar. Yeah. Was well, I say the, the the liturgical seasons? I, any any thoughts on those? Um, I think they're enormously helpful. To be mm-hmm. honest, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel like I get fresh starts. With, yes. with the seasons. Yeah. Uh, much more so than the secular seasons. Um, yep. I mean, spring becomes enjoyable because winter usually in, in, at least here in Northwest Ohio is kind of discouraging and depressing. We, <laughs> the sun disappears That's for three right. months, you know, and it's gray and it's cloudy and <laughs> it, it can get cold. But with the liturgical seasons, I, for me, I get a, um, I get a re- renewed motivation of a fresh start with a, with a particular focus. Hmm. And Advent uh, commences, from the church's point of view, a whole new year. That the new year has started. And in our liturgy, in Mass, one of the ways that that new year is is, uh, displayed will be proclaiming, working our way through the proclamation of a new gospel. Last, Hmm. uh, Last year, we were working our way through Luke's gospel, Hmm. and this year, which is underway, we're going to be working our way through Matthew's gospel. So over the whole course of the year, we'll be slowly hearing different sections in Matthew's gospel. Right, right. I had a a professor as an undergrad um, who's enormously important in my life. He's a religion professor. He's a a Protestant, Um, and he was— I would say the most the most important thing he he taught me was that um serious discipleship doesn't have to look like Mr. Rogers. You know what I mean? Like like 
you're you're not necessarily going to be a pietistic church mouse. Like, oh. you know, grace doesn't change your personality. Your personality kind of is what it is. It, it'll elevate that personality, but it's okay if you're you don't look like Mr. Rogers, you know. <laughs> really a really valuable lesson. And it's kind of funny, but it's really valuable to yeah. hear as a 20 21-year-old is trying to figure out sure. who who he is. But um you know, that's a tangent, but this this professor in class once <clears throat> challenged the Catholics, and he, he, he's also a, a Protestant pastor, but he said something along the lines of, you know, if, if um, let's say, renunciation is important for, like, the, the weeks of Lent, wouldn't you want to do it the entire year? And even then, I kind of recognized that, well, I mean, I would want to, but just given human frailty, like, we're not good at concentrating on something for an hour out of the day, let alone 365 <laughs> years a day, or 365 days a right. year, you know? And so it's like the church in her wisdom, you know, guided by by the spirit and animated by grace has 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 broken up the the calendar year into manageable hmm. bits for us. Kind of bite-sized pieces. Yeah, but that's that's the only way you make progress in yeah. life. You know, you don't you don't lace up your shoes and and walk out the door and run a marathon as you know. Right. You know, you have to you have to you have to train. That's right. That's right. And so I really appreciate the um the liturgical calendar is just a, a a nod to or a tip of the cap to to our frailty as, as, yeah. as creatures, you kind know, of an, an acknowledgement of, yeah. of human nature itself, yeah. shorter segments where we can concentrate on a particular aspect of yeah. growing in holiness. And, and we're in a good season. I, I mean, they're all, they're all good in their own way, but sure. it's one of my favorite seasons. Sure. You know, season of what, hope. What makes it, Advent. A, what makes it a favorite season for you? Well, you know, you, you play that old game, you know, how would you describe this, phenomena with one word you know i i i would say advent's a season of hope mm. and um certainly you know we're we're talking when we when we when we use that word hope we're we're sure. speaking of it as a theological virtue sure. you know we talked about it and talked about that in our series on morality the theological virtues are the virtues that you have to have in order to grow closer to christ faith yes. hope and love and hope is that virtue that helps us to, to, to keep our eyes on the prize, so to speak, you know, um, the world can be, you know, it can be pretty bleak. It can be, there's, there's a great amount of evil in it and that, 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 that can wear us down. Um, the theological virtue of hope is what helps us to see the light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, Mm. you know, and that, that's something we all, all need all the time. Yeah. You know, just in my, my own day. I mean, today was, today was one of those days, where you just you wonder, I mean, did did my kids get any sleep last night? You know, did 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 somebody spike the milk this morning with something that I didn't see? like? They were just they were nuts. They didn't listen. They were they were they, my my my. It's 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 a humbling thing to have your three year old daughter, you know, tell you to to tell you no and tell you that that she's the boss. Uh, she said those words. You know, she said, wow. "Dad, you're not in charge. I'm in charge." Mm. <laughs> so it's a, it's a humbling thing. <laughs> so, um, you know, this, this isn't, uh, this isn't, you know, this isn't, uh, gross evil, but it, it's, it's the kind of thing that can really wear you down. Right. You know, it can really just, it can eat away at you. Um, but animated by the theological virtue of hope, um, you know, it's, it's, it, that virtue helps you to keep in mind that, in the end, God is, is sovereign and he has a place for you, uh, at the end of it all. Mm. You know, one of my favorite, 
not to keep droning on here, but one of my favorite stories. Have you heard of No Country for Old Men? No. It was a novel first. It's it's one of those rare instances where the novel and the movie are equally good. Uh-huh. I would recommend both. Uh-huh. Um, but it's the story of this uh, this West Texas sheriff who is just worn out by the pursuit of a man who's basically the personification of evil. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the story, it's you know he ends up retiring because of it. He just can't can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. At the end of the story, the last scene is is maybe six or six months, twelve months into the future, and he's recounting a, a dream that he had the the, the previous night. Um, he's recounting it to his wife at the breakfast table, and in the dream, he and his father were 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 like in the old west, and they're they're riding in the dark in a, a snowy, cold night. And he says that his father has this uh, this horn of fire, the way they used to do it back in the old days. Sure, and he tells his wife that he knew. That his dad, his father, I'm getting kind of misty just just thinking mm. about about the scene. It's that powerful. He knew his father was going on ahead into the dark and into the the cold to 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 have a fire ready for him when he got there. Wow, you know. And this isn't this isn't my insight, but but Bishop Barron, Robert Barron, um, commenting on No Country for Old Men said that is the perfect imagery of the theological virtue of hope. You know, wow. That in the cold and the darkness of life. You're confident that the Father is waiting ahead for you um, with a fire. You know? Wow. Um, but that's Advent for us, right? That's a great image to keep before us in these weeks of preparation for Christmas. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. I, yeah. I, no, it's, I, I, I was unfamiliar with that. Yeah. And I, it's, and it's, it's a great book, a great movie. I would encourage everyone to, to check it out. But... Um, and, and and listen listen to or watch Bishop Barron's commentary on it too, on it too because it's oh, yeah. uh, you know he, he he has his way about uh, you know finding theological significance and yes and popular and, stuff yeah and he likes so, to do that in popular culture yeah he does that would be Word on Fire right Word on Fire dot org right. and they have a search engine that will bring up the is it a YouTube clip that he I, I'm sure it is yeah. yeah I mean it was years ago Speaking when I saw it probably but, about uh, the movie not the book right right okay. No country for old men. No country for old men. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so uh, the fire going on ahead to light the fire, to have it ready for us, to, mm-hmm. for our provisions. Yeah. Uh, yeah, to be set. Yeah. What if what if we could just hold that image, between now and Christmas, right? That we're, the Father's gone on ahead. Uh, the light of the world, is 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 actually, the source of luminosity itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect luminosity, not mm-hmm. only on. In um, intensity of uh, light, but in the in the warmth and in the everything that comes with that um, to provide sustenance, mm-hmm. and that God's desire is to make that provision for us, yeah, for you, for me, for our listeners, for the world, yeah, yeah, and He wants it so so desperately, so passionately that He, you know, as as we're, we're preparing now to celebrate at Christmas, He He takes on a human nature and comes and dwells among us not um not to be not to be our over overlord but to to be to be one of us uh in friendship yes you know um experiencing limitations that he doesn't he did, he doesn't naturally experience yes you know coming among us as a, as a, a tiny fragile baby yes i mean of course this is a great gift you know sure and i i think sometimes we 
we modern, especially we we Americans, kind of struggle with with gifts like gratuity. Like we want tra- we want even transactions. You know, <laughs> you do X for me, sure, and I'll repay it with Y. But that's that's not what God's doing in the incarnation. Ever. You know, ever. Ever. ever, ever, especially. But, um, <laughs> you know, he's not he's not coming among us and saying, okay, you know, here I am now. You you do you do this sure. for me because what could we what could we do for him? You right. know, it's 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 a gift. Well, it 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 brings forth another supernatural virtue namely charity or love yeah right yeah. which is not transactional it's not negotiated it's not a settlement it's total complete self-outpouring for the benefit of others other yeah and that is such a difficult virtue yeah to really embrace as the um as the Carmelites like to say, love can only be repaid by love, you know? And, and I think, I think most of us would, would rather have it like, okay, I'll, I'll do something. I'll do something to even the score. You know? <laughs> don't, don't ask for myself like that. I'll, I'll, I'll give you something, but uh, no, that's, that's God. God wants you. He wants yourself. Right. Yeah. That's right. He desires that. Gosh, if we can just keep that before us. So Advent, the, uh, the the coming of the Lord, the arrival of the Lord, we're going to hear an uh, arrival in some different ways, that there will be a definitive arrival mm. when the Lord himself will reign supreme as, uh, as king, mm-hmm. as king of the universe. There's another arrival, of course, that takes place in the incarnation, which is, which is not so much a looking back, a long, long go, long, long time ago mm. on a place far, far away. <laughs> as much as it is here and now, yeah. that event happens now. Yep. And we're preparing for that, uh, as the poet says, in-breaking, in-breaking mm. of divine grace, that God breaks in yeah. to our very world. That's my world, that's your world, that's the world of all the listeners, the world in which we live. And can we have that heightened anticipation? Very recently, people were frenetic about finding out the Black Friday deal and and whatever whatever Monday is and whatever Tuesday is, whatever Wednesday is, you know, and and maniacal about this. You know, I've got to be able to find, my goodness, what if a fraction of that were increased in every single one of us? Mm Mm-hmm in anticipation of God yeah. breaking in to our world, into, into a day that was really difficult for you when it seemed like this has gone off the rails and now it's going over the cliff, mm-hmm. right? And yet yeah. God's still trying to somehow present himself. Yeah, yeah. Advent, uh, from the Latin adventus, right? right. Uh, arrival. Yeah naturally elicits a question whose arrival and of Mm -hmm. course that's uh, jesus uh, and his arrival as lord savior messiah and king yeah well that's uh, our word advent um comes from a word which yeah it means arrival and sometimes in in some instances it it actually meant the uh, the unveiling of a deity Mm -hmm. you know um both of those definitions work great for us Mm -hmm. we we have a, a sovereign god who you know, is, is naturally hidden in that he doesn't have a body. We can't see him. 
and he, he, he unveils himself in, a, in, in the most extraordinary of ways yeah. because extraordinary because we wouldn't expect it. Right. You know? Total disguise. Yeah. Total disguise. And then um, that, that sovereign arrives in our sort of miserable province of earth. You know? <laughs> right? Because that's, that's also the, the technical connotation that the word had, a, a, the arrival of a, of a high official like Caesar or, you know, a king of some sort to, um, you know, a city or a province. Yes. Right. So, yeah, those are the things that we're waiting for. Those are the things we're looking forward to. Yeah. Anything in particular you're going to be doing in this Advent season? Yeah. Uh, I mean, with four small children, you, you, you sort of keep it simple. Um, we, we have the calendar. We have the candles. Um, we have, I mean, we read to the kids every night before bed, um, and we, we have the, the Christmas and Advent books out, mm. you know. Um, and that always spurs discussion, especially with the older kids, but, um, you know, it's, it's like anything else in the Catholic faith. You, you have to, you have to, you have to do it. Like there's no, there's no silver bullet. You just mm-hmm. things that you think might be kind of hokey or sort of rudimentary, um, aren't that mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. kids. Well, just to be clear, pastoring a parish, <laughs> we need to keep it simple. <laughs> no different than your domestic church. No, absolutely. And similar not. with some symbols and signs uh, of of the season, uh, the Advent wreath, of course, prominently displayed in the church. Mm-hmm. A reminder of the chronology, yeah, uh, which hopefully is heightening the anticipation. You know, imagine waiting for someone to come, and um, you know the the light. Um, gives rise to the uh, to the nighttime you yeah. know there's a time happens time elapses and and hopefully that anticipation heightens over that time I, mm-hmm. because we know that their arrival is closer yeah right yeah and we don't want to miss it we don't dare that's right um leave the post <laughs> Yeah. Well, we're we're embodied creatures, you know. We're not just we're not just spirits. Um, we, we we don't just sit in church and listen to the scripture read to us. Um, you know, in the Catholic faith, we believe that because we're body, soul, unities, we need symbols. We talked about this a little bit in our yes. in our scripture series. The importance of symbols. We, yes. we we need to to pray with our bodies. That's yes. why we kneel. That's why yes. we stand. That's why we have I mean, respond. Yeah, respond. That's one of the reasons why we have incense and and other you know tangible, sensible things involved in our worship. Um, you know, the, the signs and symbols of Advent are no different. Friends, he's Rick. I'm Father Dave. Um, two fathers who are really grateful for the Advent season, <laughs> the new beginning <laughs> that it extends to both of us, and we invite you to join us on this great adventure, which is God's adventure. We're casting the net. Friends, he's Rick, and I'm Father Dave, a dad and a priest, together trying to become better fathers by catching Christian faith. Thanks for joining us for our conversation, and we hope that you'll connect with us next week for Casting the Net.